He's Aaron. She's Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. Where we take two different viewpoints and uh, look at multiple different iterations of things. Or, uh, uh, in this case, uh, revisit old favorites. Um, uh, a channel that we love to watch on YouTube is uh, Nostalgia Critic. Uh, and he's a he's just a fantastic uh, um, cr critic, but he also has a lot of comedy skills and everything like that that we respect. So, kind of taking a little bit of a uh, page out of his book. Uh, we revisited, or rather, I revisited, Liz visited for the first time, the uh, Harrison Ford classic, Air Force One. And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about tonight, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it, because not only did Liz watch it for the first time uh, days ago, uh, and I've seen it, you know, at least eight to ten times, but we also have joining us... Uh, Master Jonathan Hash. Oh, I'm master title now. That's great. It's like I was like pad one level last I checked. <laughs> <laughs> and the incredible Stephen Meese. I don't know how you skip so many steps. I'm kind of pissed off. How do I do this? <laughs> don't go to the dark side. That's no, 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 that's bull. They just tell, that's like the guidelines. You know the rules you're supposed to break. You don't listen to that. <laughs> what you do is just make the same movie. That she made 30 years ago, and you'll be fine. People will love it. <laughs> well, they'll say it's better than Rogue One, which it is. It's better totally better than Rogue One. It is better than Rogue, Rogue One. Was, There'll be another one. I hate, I, I did not like But that's not the one we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Different yeah. movie, different time period. We are going to talk about Air Force One with John and Steven. Um, I'm the one, I'm the odd man out today. I don't know why we didn't get another person who's ever seen it, like me, but all these guys have seen it before. Uh, basically, when we invited John to come, like, had you seen Air Force One, John? Oh, you mean get off my plane? Yes, good. Get off right. my plane. You get off my plane. All I knew, all I knew about this movie was that catchphrase. That is literally get all I had walking into this. Well, Liz, um, everybody else has seen the movie, so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can make those references. It's very good. It's uh, the only reference you need. So let's do just a little bit of uh, feedback on you guys, uh, and just tell us a little about yourselves and your love the things uh, you like to watch, things you like to read, anything in pop culture. John, let me start with okay, you. Okay, well, um, I was actually a big film buff for a long time, and uh, my first few years in high school, I uh, or not high school, college, I uh, was a, film, or a video production technology major, because I, I was really ambitious and wanted to make my own uh, independent films, but... Um, which you did. I, I did. I had a small film group. Um, <laughs> Don't laugh. This isn't, I no. was part of it. I can laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we were all part of it. Steve so, was there from the beginning. Give it some legitimacy. Uh, I, was, I encouraged this. So, like, I can't really shamelessly promote it anymore. There's no... I, I think both of the websites are gone. Um, but we started with iJohn Films, and then we went to Dalt Films, which stands for, it's an acronym, for Don't Act Like This, because everything was improvised. And also, you should never try and act like that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, no, I love 90s movies, um, I am a big nerd, um, as Aaron stated, um, I am master status now. Um, I think that's great, because I love Star Wars, it's the best thing ever, uh, next to Medieval Times. <laughs> Shameless plug for Medieval Times. Go and try their mead. Uh, yes. <laughs> Steven, tell us about yourself. I am basically a worse version of everything John just said. Like, <laughs> from the start, I am here for comic relief apparently because I did the exact same thing as John. I basically followed him into the video production uh, technologies major. That lasted for like a semester and a half. Uh, as well as our film group lasted about that long too, and so <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like it was, it was a kind of a short-lived thing for me. So I've always been kind of a movie buff. I like nerdy stuff, just like John does. Um, but I've never been to the level of John or Aaron or Liz, uh, especially like gosh, you throw an actor's name besides Harrison Ford out there, and I'm probably not going to know what you're talking about. But I have like big opinions on everything in life, uh, as we'll probably discuss later. That's good. Um, I mean, you host your own podcast is probably yeah, it's your calling it, it, to exact, share your big opinions. Exactly. Whether they're shameless or loud or obnoxious or not, I'm just, I'm just going to say angry stuff. And so that's kind of what I do, you know, this, so. This is my uh, my first podcast, but uh, I'm kind of having flashbacks to so when, uh, when I did radio um, for the uh, University of Tennessee. Um, so I kind of feel like I'm a DJ again. But uh, I just don't have any music can, this can time. Can you tagline this and we can like use the audio clip for their intro next time? Go. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, maybe. Hey, hey, no, I'm, uh, this, these are the ideas. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm just imagining that I definitely 
hear the Zhang Wen to DJ voice the minute we started this podcast, so I, I hear the distinction. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, he was a, you were a smooth jazz guy? Is that no, no, I, uh, oh. I hosted a classic rock radio show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we played a lot of Rolling Stones music. Um, and then, uh, like, my partner at the time... We uh, just had a very different taste in music. I'm more like 80s hair bands. So that's what I consider classic rock. And he's more like 70s get high in the basement. Uh, Eric Clapton three-hour guitar solo band. So <laughs> why was he like that, John? Like, I, just... We ain't got time for three-hour guitar solos. We do have time for a three-hour podcast. So <laughs> Don't have time for a three-hour podcast. Neither. Let's get started. Um, you guys, I'm going to let you guys take points. This is all nostalgia bait for you, but I will let you know I have taken copious notes during the viewing of this. I got to watch it on VHS just as Aaron watched it all those years ago. The very... Very VHS that, that I exact, watch as a kid. That exact VHS. Hold on, for some of our younger viewers, what is a VHS? So these were things called DVDs. It was kind of like a boxy DVD with tape inside. Kind of like, like a cassette. Kinda it's like almost a like a if you took a lot of pictures and you just <laughs> played them really Strung fast. Them together. And there was uh, a guy inside uh, with a microphone making uh, all the picture. sound effects as he went. A picture is a selfie, but in real life. <laughs> it's almost as if you put the pictures in motion. Like a, a motion, motion picture? Maybe. What? Has no one copyrighted that term? We should get on that. Motion picture? <laughs> we should be like the Motion Picture Association of America. What? I love so it. We own the whole country. We could... Give things ratings. We like just random ratings for like no, no good reason. For no reason. <laughs> Our opinion is gold all of a sudden. Yes. <laughs> just like somebody cares about what we think, right? Do you think we've gone too meta, everyone? <laughs> Since we're attacking America, let's uh, <laughs> uh, much like the terrorists in Air Force oh. One. <laughs> Oh god! I will, segue. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm. I'll lead off with the very first thing I noticed. I, I am two minutes into this movie. And uh, unfortunately, I can already tell two minutes in that current politics have jaded this movie for me. And that's a shame. Because I wish I could have seen this movie back when it was fun to do president propaganda and be like, the president's a badass, he was a marine, and he knows how to take dudes down and parachute off of planes. But now it's just like... I can't take it anymore. And I, it, it, it's not the movie's fault. That's like, it came from the era of when, like, you wanted your president to be a badass. And, like, it was cool and it was great to, like, to say him no as to Congress, that. to just be honest and tell it like it is. Yeah, it's like we, now it's just like we want to make whoever it is out to be a jackass no matter what. Like, it just has been for a while. But, yeah. Well, uh, Bill Clinton was president at the time this movie came out. Um, he actually saw it in theaters twice. Um, Apparently, just really loved it. This is a great movie. Wow. Well, if I was the president oh. of the United States and I watched this movie, I would have dreams about it every night. <laughs> I would make them refilm it with me. Oh shot gosh. for shot. <laughs> That's right, Hillary. I took down a whole plane of terrorists. <laughs> oh, it was very, uh, very Bill Pullman-esque from Independence Day. Like, I Dude, got that. Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman pulled off some kick-assery in uh, Independence Day. But nothing like taking down an entire plane of terror. Nothing like that. It, nothing like that. But still, there's um, there's watching him interact with his daughter and his wife and the staff and drinking a beer or watching the Mission Game. I'm like, this is like a, this is a, this is a Bill Clinton. This is a proto Obama. This is a cool Democratic president. They never say what his party is, but I just get the idea of tell it like it is. And I hang out and joke with my staff, and I still love my daughter and all that stuff. I I got that real chill, cool, put the saxophone vibe out of him. <laughs> so, uh, to, I mean, obviously the overview of the story uh, is that the Air Force One is hijacked by terrorists who want a release of a prisoner. Um, like they always do. And during the initial attack, the president is forced onto the, his escape pod, but somehow, which going back and watching again, how the hell... <laughs> Did he not get seen leaving the escape pod and hiding on top of it? There were terrorists all over that thing. I he was no like idea. in a vent or something, wasn't he? Uh, it's no, been a while, but he was in the place where the pod is. He was in the pod when this when the guy dies protecting him from in the doorway. Yeah, and then it jettisons right after that, which means he somehow had to escape, push the dead body of his friend away, and climb on top of this entire chamber before it got ejected, before any terrorists saw him, and with shooting range. Yeah, it was like a weird cut. There are a couple weird cuts in this. Like, the very first terrorist that comes down to the hold when they don't know the president's on the plane. 
We never see that guy again. We don't see Harrison Ford take him down. We just see Harrison Ford's face appear above and, and go into the main part of the plane. And I'm like, so, so you don't want to show how he took care of that guy? And he, like, like his training is combat. It was just it was a weird cut. He, he rips his shirt off. He puts green and black uh, <laughs> stuff on his face. He starts talking like Sylvester Stallone all of a sudden. I say screw that. Let's just give him a fedora and a leather jacket and he'll be like... <laughs> Let's get this plane back on track. Never uh, before have I been so sure that Harrison Ford just plays himself in every role <laughs> he is in. That's uh, exactly what it is. Yeah, this wasn't a president. This was Harrison Ford as a president. Like Playing Harrison President Ford. Harrison Ford <laughs> on an airplane. That's what it was. President Ford, hashtag. President Ford, 2020. I would vote for him. <laughs> Fun fact, Air Force One actually does not have an escape pod. Just look that up on Google. I didn't, I didn't Thank you for telling all of America, which is obviously who's listening to this well, right now. Well, I mean, if there are a bunch of terrorists in a cave that are like, wait, they don't have an escape pod? <laughs> There's terrorists in a cave God. listening to this <laughs> podcast Thank right God now. we're married to the idea <laughs> for informing us. Ah, we finally found the secret. If oh. I have led to the downfall of America <laughs> based on that, simple information you could have found on Google. You could have just <laughs> watched the movie. Yeah. Learn from their mistakes. <laughs> because it, 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 here's the big thing with that. If he was in the room when it went out, how did he not lose oxygen? Because yeah. it had to decompress. Yeah. So There's a lot of rules they play with altitude and decompression yeah. in this, and I'm like, mm, are you sure? Are you sure? Uh, why doesn't the Secret Service always have bulletproof vests on? In the initial mm. takedown by the terrorists of that plane, they're getting shot at huh. multiple times. The terrorists never slow down, but every Secret Service guy gets shot once and is down with blood squibs. And I'm like, aren't you all supposed to be fully armed to the teeth and ready for combat at any what, time? Uh, what you're forgetting is that almost every single time an entire clip is unloaded into them. It's like multiple times they're like, oh no! Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven thousand bullets are in their sternum. Yeah, but at least there's a bulletproof vest. Because the terrorists have It might block vests. all 11,000 of those bullets. Yeah, that's how, that's how bulletproof vests work. It's they madness. might have really tight grouping in their target practice. <laughs> These ain't no Will Smith shooters. This ain't no men in black. But I think the, what, the, the key you're missing here is... Like, think about before September 11th, which is hard for a lot of us. Yeah. And the way we thought we were perfectly fine. And, like, so, like, these days you would ask, oh, why would you let somebody on a plane without doing this check and this check and this check or with this or this or this? Because we have that experience of something has gone wrong. So they're back in this period of time where this was pre that. And wow. also you're talking about the Secret Service in a plane that, you're supposed to have all your weapons taken away, and that's the theory. You know, the only reason they were able to get weapons is because they had an inside guy, spoiler alert, <laughs> for a 1990-something movie. But, so, like, in theory, there were no weapons. There was nothing to really be afraid of, sort of like how, you know, we were as a nation before we were proven wrong. So they just weren't proven wrong at that point. That's interesting. I would have never thought of that, honestly, from a first-time viewer's perspective well and also too is they had to go through a check but the check they managed to get around it they're like we've got to check your bags well they checked it back at the, the gate well they there, check it again like, well you got to check it again and they did and there's probably no weapons in there yeah, or there might have been like little tiny things like i think they were wow, trying to explosives. like build anticipation and then it's like oh just kidding is it wrong <laughs> that i knew the instant gary oldman stepped on screen i'm like oh so he's the villain like knowing nothing about this movie it's <laughs> not bad at all everybody knew <laughs> like you ever think he just wanted yeah. to fire his agent for continually casting him as villains like i can't always Until, no. why would no you should give him a promotion that guy's a classic villain <laughs> yeah in fact i mean like the, the whole reason like serious works is because of gary oldman playing him I think so. I love Gary Oldman, and I think it's him in the movie. There's this really underrated movie uh, called Cellular um, with Wait, Chris Evans. Wait, is that the one where I think he has the, to stay on the phone with them? Yes. And if the call drops and stuff, okay, and this he has is to like, like, bounce the call. This is like stuff. when T-Mobile came out with their idea of a smartphone where like texting started getting big. But no, the movie was great. But I think Gary Oldman is like this really feminist... Um, cop and it's his last day of work and he's retiring so he can open a uh, beauty spa with his wife and ends up being like the hero of the whole thing so that's really like when i think gary Oldman, i think that or retired fargo? beauty spa worker no oh, that or that fargo <laughs> like i just always think of him as like the goofy uncle 
Oh. Oh, see, I always picture him uh, in Fifth Element, which Aaron introduced me to. I just picture him as... Which the one is he? Uh, he's, the, he's Zord. Uh, he is the main bad guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. With the crazy yeah. hair the, and the, the loop the in his boot and the southern accent. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good movie. So weird. So weird. <laughs> yeah. I won't, then, go, I won't go into it. I'll go on a tangent. I love that movie, but... <laughs> And of course, like you, you where he's Commissioner Gordon with the the Nolan. That's true. I do like his role in that, but I never, I never see that as a Gary Oldman role. I always see that as Commissioner Gordon. I think, I don't I'm think thinking, it's good. I might be confusing him with uh, William H Macy. So who is also uh, in Air Force right. One? Right, and I, because I, I mix them both up a lot anyway. So this it just makes it more. Confusing. I hoped I had hoped that he would be the one to survive, and not the guy who I know from CSI. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the. I, I instantly recognized him. He's the police like correspondent uh, in CSI, the show CSI. Uh, there's Gilgrissom and you know uh, Mark oh, Hamill yeah, and then yeah. there's him and like oh it's that guy. So he just always plays I guess that that role. I really hoped that William H Macy would have made it out alive, but we all can't be winners. But alas, not. But this was alas. in the '90s before we discovered CSI. <laughs> um, there. Uh, you know, I wish, uh, <laughs> I like all the quotes. There are so many quotes that I wrote down here. Oh, yeah. There's so many good ones. But besides, Action movie quotes. Besides Get Off My Plane, um, I love the whole thing that they kept coming back to, if you give a mouse a cookie. I loved it every time that broke Now, give me an up. example. As somebody that's not watched this for like eight years, but then has watched it 80 times anyway. So the I president know. is speaking with the vice president, who is played by Glenn, Glenn Close. And, okay. Um, He's telling he she's trying to you know talk to the cabinet and make the supposition that his life is more important and we should give it to the man to keep you safe and he's like if you give a mouse a cookie and she says you'll he'll ask for a glass of milk which means if you give the terrorist demands they'll never stop demanding. Uh, right, I, right, right. I just it was so fun to see a kid's book just get referenced that way. It's the middle of this action movie. Well, I mean it's a very simplistic way of explaining. Um, give an inch, they'll take a mile. And uh, that's one of the main reasons, like, America doesn't negotiate with terrorists. So. Yeah. Although, does anyone else feel like that point kind of gets lost at the end? So, he's given in because they have his a gun held against his wife and daughter. And he's like, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll call them. I'll call the Russian president. I'll get this guy released. So, he does. And then after that, it's revealed that, oh, no, I was just kidding. I'm just now going to keep using you for other things. And then he gets mad and breaks the bonds and goes and saves the day. But... That doesn't change the fact that every country in the world saw the President of the United States give in to demands from a terrorist. And even though the guy eventually gets shot trying to leave America. the place. It, but, <laughs> but we'll, well, yeah, we'll release him and then shoot you in the head. Uh, I guess so, but it, but it doesn't seem to be enough of a deterrent. Like, I feel like he's completely compromised now. And, of course, they don't end it where I would end it, which is like six months later with him dealing with his new, the new things he talked about at the dinner that he was leaving. Or how his wife and daughter are coping or anything like that. It just ends with him on the plane having just survived. And, like... But no, America is completely oh compromised now. The president can be bought. Uh, it's all. Oh my things. God, you're right. Air Force One Two. <laughs> the, you, <laughs> you've written the reboot already. Yes. <laughs> we should not release this podcast. Uh, Save you know. it. Sorry. Save it. Edit Sit out. on it. Edit this out. Don't show anyone. <laughs> the specs. We got the spec script worked on. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. At the time, I don't think they're trying to make that seem like a flaw for the president. Like, he's going to do anything to protect his family. Yeah. So. It's I trying guess... to show every aspect of the American values, I think. It's like, we don't negotiate with terrorists, Except but we protect we're... our families, yeah. but we'll still shoot you in the head. <laughs> we'll take down an entire plane more... if you, you know. For, pre for like president propaganda, it's very morally ambiguous in that way, though, kind of. Just because he eventually beats... Gary, uh, eventually beats Gary Oldman up and shoots him doesn't mean that the damage is not done, but again, that's probably someone who's not a nostalgic view on this looking at it from today and being like, but there's all sorts of political ramifications now, like, and it's just a simple movie. Sorry, I can't, I can't let this fly. He didn't beat up Gary, or he didn't shoot Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman died. Beat uh, up, I said beat up, sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to say he got shot, because he gets, yeah, he, gets the very, one, he gets the one-liner, and then Nick snapped as he ejects oh. the plane in his parachute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's so satisfying. <laughs> yeah, it really was. So I feel like what would be anything that that would happen to me if I went skydiving, it would be that. It's one <laughs> of the most unrealistic instantly. fight scenes of all time, okay, too, and I love the it. The CGI that plane was holding up real well until it crashed <laughs> in the water. I'm like, oh, Yeah, no. the, this, there is a lot of CGI in this movie, like very, very early CGI, and it worked. It works. Really well. Until it has to play with water physics, and I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, there's, um, well, you know, if you give a massive cookie. Uh, does anyone feel like the inside mole double agent is playing the really long con in this movie? Like, the really long this. con? I don't His understand this character. Are never addressed. Yeah. Exactly. Like, why? And then you shoot him, so we never find out why. Exactly. No, no, no backstory. There's he, no nothing. He survives. He survives till the bitter end. Until he kills William H Macy. Yeah. yeah, and then he had like a couple like, why would you do this? And he's holding a gun to somebody. I think he says, but he doesn't really explain it. He just makes like a, oh, I never liked you anyway, kind of. I feel like this should have been an edit. Like, wouldn't have been more intriguing for the movie if we didn't know there was an insider and it was speculated in the middle of the movie. But must someone must have been an insider because someone opened up the box with all the guns. So it has to be someone who knew what was going on. And then at the very end, you know, you, you're still thinking, oh, it must be William H. Macy that's lingering on him. Oh, my God, he's going to turn on the president. And all of a sudden, it was just this no-name guy in the back. Like, it was you the whole time. Like, at least that would have made a bit more sense than just continuously with all these looks, never doing a damn thing. Once he gives the guys the guns, he's like, I'm not going to do anything else to further my agenda for the rest of this movie until absolutely necessary. Like, I will allow myself to be held hostage and possibly shot. And, and like, at one point, like, uh, Gary Oldman walks into the uh, And help the, the president hostages. get up off the edge of the plane when he's about to fall off the first time. He helps him get back on the plane. Right. Because they he, weren't trying to kill him, though. They yeah. weren't trying to kill the president originally, so I think, like, that was while their plan was still not in shambles. Yeah. It just yeah. was a really, really long con. Yeah. Yeah, his motivations are never made truly clear. I think at some point, now that I'm th- I'm remembering, I think he makes a comment about it being about the money or something like that. Like, it, it was a money thing. Yeah, but it was just such a flippant, like... That's a stupid Like, why would you betray your it. country? Because the paycheck was good enough or something like that. Ah. <laughs> I feel that's like that, that's almost like... I could see that being word for word when they said... Like, like I that was a like great, it was close to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a little, it, yeah, uh, it was sickening. It's a real, real... I'm not sure I understand it. Um. I have a I have a quick point to interject. Um, that we kind of we we've we've mentioned, but we've not really addressed. Okay, so a movie in the early '90s uh, not only came out had very I, I thought it did pretty well in the theater. Um, in 1997, uh, did pretty well in the theater, and obviously we're talking about it still. <laughs> 20 years later, because it's the 20th anniversary of it, so perfect timing, actually. Um, What could it be? The anticipation. The first lady, or not first lady, the vice president is a woman. How are we not addressing that? Like, in 1997, filmmakers thought, like, oh, yeah, this is not that strange of a concept. They They never talk about her being a woman in a sense, like, she can't make a decision because she's a woman. They, in fact, they addressed Harrison Ford as a man. Like, well, is the president compromised? The terrorists have a gun to his wife and daughter. Of course he can be compromised. You know, and they never addressed that fact. But she is the vice president. Glenn Close for vice president. Hashtag. Like, <laughs> is it, a woman I can get England? behind. Glenn Close, no. That's Helen Mirren you're thinking of. Oh, Yeah. Uh, Corella Deville from the live action. Yeah, yeah. That like they, they I mean, along this, with many other more prestigious like, roles. If that happened, <laughs> Lawrence Carter, right? <laughs> if, if that were to happen, any point here in the last, I would say You're five right. to ten years. It's it's weird in that it suggests that it's theoretically possible, yet hasn't been mirrored in society. Whereas twenty four had a black president before Obama even started making ruckus. Well, and there's, it there's did a get... lot of a uh, lot of TV shows. Prison Break had a female president. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's not so much people like to say that like we're oh we're just now at a point in society where we can have a black president or a woman president or whatever. It's like, that's just not true. It just never freaking happened. I mean, there's an election once every four years, and 99% of the time, it's every eight years that anybody changes over, right? Yeah. And so, like, I don't think... I think we've been ready as a society for a woman or a black yeah. president I or said whatever for a while. We just, ha- just haven't had it happen. There have been, like, there have been women on the can- on the ballot, like, for the past 50 years. There have been women on the 
like on many uh, ballots. So I I don't deny that it should happen. Uh, and I like oh, Glenn yeah. Close. She's she was great, and she was a strong she's a strong female character in a world where the only other female characters we really got were hostages, or the first lady and the daughter. Who, by the way, the daughter was more of an adult than the first lady because every scene they show of them being like held hostage, the daughter is completely stone faced talking to the terrorists super calmly and the mom she's like freaking out like <laughs> that's true it's, yeah. and like it wasn't noticeable until like the third time this happened I'm like this daughter could not be calmer and the mom is just freaking the hell out and I'm like I don't mind if they both like let her break once or it just is a very weird thing for the daughter to be more grown up than the mom in this you know what? I bet Air Force One Two is gonna have the daughter as the president rescuing <gasps> her husband oh. boom boom Yes. More progressive. Yes, I love it. I love it. Hashtag uh, Air Force One Two. With Glenn Close as the vice president still. <laughs> <laughs> Again. They have to call her up. Like, Glenn Close, we can't do it without we need you. you. Back. I would like to say if there was a black president in Air Force One, then this movie would just be snakes on a plane. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that is. Russians so on a plane. Black. Gosh, all the snakes have uh, 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 Ivan's face, uh, Gary Oldman's face. <laughs> all of them, every single one. Like, like Gary Oldman had. And they all talk in that way that they do. I can't do a impression oh save my God. life. So uh, I, I just, I remember, like, I remember that as a kid seeing that and it not phasing me whatsoever. But then with, like, nowadays watching it, you know, we've got. Um, you know, people who at the mere thought of having a woman as president flip their shit. Yeah, well, let's try not to delve too close into current politics. That was, I know I brought that up at the very beginning, but I just, in the general, most general of senses. General, general sense. sense. Um, I, you know, honestly, as much as it is propaganda, air quotes, propaganda, I really do like the values that you're talking about, Stephen. Like, I feel like this movie more than uh, a lot that I've seen. It's it's patriotic in a way that isn't American centric. It's about giving up your life for a greater cause or a person. All those Secret Service men, like most movies, you you don't see like the Secret Service men get take down except like you know White House down. But it's not nearly as Olympus in, has fallen. Olympus has fallen. <laughs> same movie. Yeah. Same movie. Except for one has had Aaron, Arc Aaron Eckhart as the president. Yeah, and the other one had uh, Jamie Foxx. And strangely enough, the more realistic one was the worst of the two movies. I know. That was unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. I just, it was, it was something really nice. It had something to do with this rallying that didn't just seem like USA. And everyone's like, oh yeah, we'll follow suit. But it was much more about you're the president. And it is super important that I give my life for you if the need comes to it. It'll, it'll be the greatest thing that I could possibly do. I, I know nothing about the director, the producers, or any of the, the staff that made the movie, but it really kind of, it almost gives you a sense that it was made by somebody that was been in the military. Like, the yes. hev heavily influenced writing and, and acting and producing by people that, that have served actively. Because a lot of the themes and undertones in the movie are like duty and sacrifice and what you, you know, protecting your family and this and that. Absolutely. I think that there's something really nice about that. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's really cool to see. Um, I think for me, honestly, I, I want to compare this movie to another 90s action movie that starred... How could you? Terrorists. Um, I want to... Another 90s movie with oh, terrorists. Hang on, don't don't is tell it, us what it is yet. Let's, let, let's see if we can guess. Everybody gets one guess. Aaron, go. Oh, God, don't come to me first. All right, John, it's going to be Die Hard. It's Die Hard. You're right, it probably is. It's probably... Oh. It, it is uh, Die Hard. Damn it. I was going Home Alone 3. <laughs> <laughs> I was going Lethal Weapon or Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, Home man. Alone 3? <laughs> there are terrorists. There are. They're trying to get I said action movie. It's a... Children. It is a family comedy. Ladies and gentlemen, family we are comedy. not on this podcast about to call Home Alone 3 an action movie. <laughs> Shut up, John Hughes. No. The Red Dot the Breakfast Club. We give you Home Alone now, Three. John Hughes went down a, a deep Poor hole, John but Hughes. he didn't direct that schlock. Um, so, speaking of director, he wrote it though. Uh, he I think, like he got credited for the story. He wrote yeah. it. Um, the gentleman uh, Wolfgang Peterson, uh, who directed Air Force One, directed the terrible Troy. 
Yeah, the I one. never saw that one, but I heard terrible things about <laughs> that. Yeah, you're pretty much what you heard was how it went. Uh, das Boot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, get this, the never-ending story. <gasps> That's the exact reaction I thought you guys were going to have. <laughs> yes! yes! That, that should be oh that should be the next remake. Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford in the Never Ending Story. <laughs> so, so like he Air voices Ford. the Dragon Falcor. So like Air Force Falco. Oh, Air Force Falco. <laughs> Kill my dragon. Cannot. Cannot. Wait. Okay. So what I'm saying is, so this this is a thought that was rolling around in my head. The unfortunate um, dating of this movie. Watching it now, I didn't grow up with Die Hard. I definitely watched it. After it had come out, some years after it had come out, definitely in my teenagers before I saw that. But I feel like Die Hard is aged better than Air Force One, and I wonder, I wonder why that is. I I have an idea that it has to do with the whole idea of Russian communists just plays a little too close to the chest today, whereas Die Hard really, really smartly makes you think it's going to be all about terrorists when really they're just... In it for the money, which makes it more universal and less dated. Steve, go. It's always I have a theory about this. So, as a kid, I would always... I know every other kid that's watched Die Hard has done this. By the way, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's on record. Yes, it is. No, no, no. Oh, shut up. No. Get, no. Get off my podcast. Quick poll. Me and Steven, yay, Christmas story. Yes. Aaron and John. No. It's a movie that takes place at Christmas. That's All right, Ty. Just like America, 50-50, right down the middle. We can't agree on anything. Go on, Stephen. Okay, you point? can be wrong. Okay, so <laughs> as a kid, I, I know if you've seen Die Hard, you've done this. If you're a guy, anyway, I I would always like have little like daydreams or like dreams like as a kid where I would put myself in this situation where like, oh, what if my school got taken over by terrorists? What the what would I do? <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're trying to laugh. You know. Absolutely. Oh, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm, one, I'm agreeing with you 100%. Yes. You always have these little, like, what if, like, oh, this happened and I was the only one they forgot to take hostage or whatever. What would I do? I was in the bathroom because I'm always in the bathroom. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> whatever. It was me for some reason. But I never left class to go to the bathroom because I didn't want to miss whatever they were going over. So it's like I had to dive under the desk and sneak out and then go save people. <laughs> and so I had these dreams all the time I would have these daydreams like what would I do who would I try and kill first and take a gun and blah 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 and I think that's why Die Hard has stood up better than Air Force One has because Air Force One is a more unrealistic situation to the everyday man like I'm not the president I'm never going to be on Air Force One I'm probably not going to be in a plane thing and history has told us that's not going to end well right and so but if you are in a building that got taken over by terrorists with 50, 100 floors to it, there's a there's a strong possibility that they missed you at some point, and you have that choice to make. Like, do I stay still, or do I try and pull a... The best game I, hide and seek ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and so it's easy for us to look at, like, a, it was a Detroit or whatever it was cop coming in just to have a party, and it's like, oh, I'm an off-duty cop. I happen to have my gun with me. It's time to go. Like, let's do the damn thing. And so you can put yourself in that position. He went New York. York. Uh, I tried. Number three. Beverly Hills Cop, that's where I got that from. I don't know why that's on my brain tonight, but yes. So uh, it's easier to put yourself in that situation and visualize it. So I think it's held up whatever. I like that idea, Steven. Literally the tagline on the cover or on the posters, Harrison Ford is the President of the United States of America. <laughs> that's all you so, needed to yeah. sell a film back then. Harrison Ford is... And you just put anything back that you're a pet chihuahua. Yes, I'm <laughs> ready. I say I watched that movie for six days and seven nights. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You never saw or you remember? What What did you say? Okay, I was making a pun. <laughs> was saying, yeah. oh, what, Harrison Ford is in this movie. I'll watch it for six days and seven nights. Sorry. Alluding to the six days, seven nights movie, which I don't think is that bad. <laughs> the fact that you had to say it like that tells I, I, me. It's I not the terrible. most horrible piece of shit ever. <laughs> I want to apologize not only to the listeners, but to John for screwing up that joke. Yeah, that was a really good joke. If you have to explain it, it's not funny anymore. I, I, I apologize. We'll, we'll edit that out. What was the movie you guys Fix talked about in your third episode again? What was it called? Nessie, Nessie and, and Me. me. Yeah, it's no Nessie and Me, no. but, you know. 
No, it does not. <laughs> that movie will forever be burned into my brain. It's so terrible. But um, going back to the actual movie that we were talking about. Which one? Uh, something with Harrison Ford. Ah, um, Die Hard Wars. 3. <laughs> no. Uh, Expendables 2 or 3, whichever one he was in. Right. Whichever one he graced his presence with. Sky Captain the World Tomorrow. God, he definitely was not in that. Well, um... I loved the the fight scenes because they felt more realistic. It didn't feel like more so where you had like Arnold Schwarzenegger like arm to the head and his head explodes or something like that. You know? And like, bullets are literally going like this around, around you. you. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like they were more natural. They were more like what would actually happen in a situation like that. So that was always one thing I appreciated, even as a kid. Um, of course, the, as a kid, I never understood the first scene where, like, they go and they, quote-unquote, arrest or kidnap the... They extradite the... Yeah, they extradite the, the guy. Villain. I never got that scene. I'm just like, why are why are we not watching Harrison Ford be the president? Like, like where is this? It, it takes you, like, to you're an adult to really understand why Yeah, like, set the, up. how they're telling the story, which it's, uh, it's a very, like, how the fuck did they get away... With extraditing this guy. Oh, oh dude, yeah. SEAL Team Six, man. Batman America. levels of extradition. Yeah. Just take foreign nationals. What does it matter? I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> I'm the goddamn Batman. Harrison Ford is Batman. Yes! <laughs> Air yes! Force One Three. Suck it, Ben Affleck. Yes, let's make this happen right now. <laughs> We've just been waiting for this. I've been waiting for any reason to trash Ben Affleck on this podcast. <laughs> Or anywhere at any time. That's ever. pretty much Steven's life. Is, is like Affleck. waiting. <laughs> we watched this, this thing with uh, the comedian Robert Wallace called "Assume the Position," where it's a huge like history lesson, but it's very comedic. And he he uh, in the one that we watched, he brought out the fact that Ben Affleck has an Oscar three times. He's like, Ben Affleck has a fucking Oscar. You can. These are weird times we live in here. <laughs> um, let's see. Did I miss any of my notes? Oh yes. Um. I kind of figured it was going to be the baby-faced Russian who'd get compromised. Like, and then I saw him sitting outside the door of the hostage just going, da, yes, good, yes, da. I'm like, you are oh. so going to get compromised first. You are so going to get a gun to the head. Like, say yes, da. <laughs> he was definitely the new guy. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> he had not gotten out of the training portion of being a terrorist yet. Ivan, Ivan, this is my cousin Vladimir. Uh, he's going to join us for this one. But... This is no no no. He's, he's really still, good. He's on probation still. We just gotta I take him through. I vouch for him. I vouch for him. He needs his hours. I gotcha. And it, it, like he's the first Russian, the the one that like brought his cousin, and is actually the first one that died because he's so incompetent himself. <laughs> um. Did anyone again? It may not hit you guys as much as Aaron because we just watched it, but there were a lot of weird shots of odd extras. There were shots that would hold couple seconds too long on extras making really yeah. weird faces. There was in the conference room. Yes! I, I do specifically remember like a bunch of freaked out conference room people when they had them in the in, in hostages or whatever. There was yeah. at one point like uh, when the terrorists first start their attack and like they like the smoke bomb that's the signal gets set off. Like there's a reporter or somebody on there and he's like, oh the cabin's on fire! The cabin's on fire! And it's just like and it, like the shot is obviously on him. It's not because like people run by him, but he's still in the shot. And it's like, why? <laughs> weird. A lot of little weird edits like that, and I never really understood why. Um, I absolutely loved uh, his his staff member, the woman who helped him work the copier machine. Oh uh, yeah, that was, that. She was inexplicably great. <laughs> brave and awesome for some reason. Wait, they work on two different lines. We can use the copy. Like, never has a more dated 90 sentence. Oh, my said. God. No, no, no. It's I a dedicated line to the fax machine. Which, by the way, I don't know if we had that technology to do a wireless fax like that. Eh. Well, I guess with the phone, if we had It's a telephone phones, call. It yeah. is a big phone, so yeah. I feel like they could have done it. Yeah. I think 90s technology 101. We've got this. <laughs> so did Patty, the intern, or whatever her name was. Yeah. Oh, I remember it's like, I remember him telling her, if this works, you're going to be the Secretary of Treasure. <laughs> Secretary of Communication. Right? <laughs> Something fun like that. Yeah, she was, she was a delight. They made her out to be a huge part of the story at that moment. It's like there was so much importance on her. It's like, you, we were going to yes. fax this. They even think Get her like, to the point. <laughs> they don't even show everyone else who jumps out of the plane. But they make a point to show her in her parachute. Yes. It's like, yay! Like, I helped! <laughs> 
Chicken 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 promotion! Here I come. I lived and I got a better job. <laughs> I think there was one other line. There's a lot of fun lines like Mouse of Cookie and Get Off My Plane, but um, there was one where they figure out, oh, well, Air Force One has automatic co-pilot abilities to avoid blasts and shooter and shooters. So they're like, with the pilots been like, I've just been ordered to fire on Air Force One. <laughs> it was a great delivery and a great oh line. They just gosh. shoot it. Uh, are you <laughs> sure? So the the oh. big thing with that is technically any plane um, or any Air Force vehicle with the president aboard is Air Force One. At the end, they say so, that they say yeah. on this plane yeah. now calling we Air Force changed, One. We have changed our designation. So, right. In that sense, a soldier saying, "I've just been ordered to fire on Air Force One," is like the biggest shell shock moment of "I'm about to fire on a plane that should have our president on it." So yeah, uh, no, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy about this at all. But can we like take a moment to appreciate the fact that this scene exists? That literally the president is on the phone with the vice president and a bunch of like cabinet members and senate people and all that stuff. And literally is telling them to not only fire on the plane, but to fire on the plane because the plane will avoid getting hit. But there will still be a shockwave just enough to knock the terrorist off his feet so Harrison Ford can knock him out. <laughs> that is the whole reason that scene exists. He's literally using military planes. I'm just seeing like some Sherlock Holmes like fire the missile. Yeah. <laughs> the shockwave. Yeah. There Off was, his balance. There was a bit of that. <laughs> Punch. <laughs> and the whole wire cutting scene where it cuts out. Of course, it cuts out during the wire cutting scene. He's like, red, white, and blue. Don't fail me now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, and it's just it's like an old cell phone. It's low bat. And I'm like, oh. Uh, I remember horse. low bat. What do you think the original reaction was to the red, white, and blue? Don't fail me now line in the '90s. Like, do you think everybody's like, oh, yes? Or so, do you think it was like lame? So much, I feel like today it's lame. No, no. Bill Pullman <laughs> and Independence Day taught me that there'd be so much fist pumping with that. Just so much. <laughs> yes, raw patriotism. I the guy was, in a uh, American flag uh, wife beater and a, a USA cap stood up and saluted <laughs> the screen with a single manly tear in his eye. <laughs> um, Confederate flag on his back for some reason. Who knows? Why? Stitched Why? In, stitched in. I think that pilot is the only one who makes it to the end before. Her so Harrison Ford is finally taking control of the plane. He's flying it, but there's no way to get it to land safely because of the gas and everything. And the pilot's flying right beside him and they're talking over the radio. And he's like, sir? He turns over like, you did, you did good. And I'm like, oh, my heart. <laughs> Thank you for telling your president that I did good at my job. Ah, is it the president's like, job to inca incapacitate terrorists on a, on a physical level? I didn't think it was. Uh, he is like, well, in that situation. They buried the lead on that, too, because I'm like, wait a minute. How's, he's the president of the United States. How is he taking down terrorists? And then, like, 50 minutes in, the president used to be. A, a soldier, he was decorated like, with arms like, oh! anyone's like, going to be able to do it, it's well, going to be him. There, there's your opening shot for uh, Air Force One, too. It's, it's the campaign video. You know, Harrison Ford attacked all these terrorists and saved Air Force One, where his opponent did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, his opponent thinks that helping out a couple of kittens is great. He took down an entire plane of terrorists. <laughs> I don't know how I'd ever lose a campaign after that. Do you like terrorists? Well, don't vote for that guy, because <laughs> our guy loves him. <laughs> he loves just choking him out, knocking him out. Uh, it was a fun movie to watch. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I wish maybe I had seen it back when it first came out, um, but I definitely enjoyed it. It had a different feel back then. It really did. Uh, like... Today, I, both times, I think, like, you see, watch it today, you can watch it back then, and both the times it's, like, a fun-loving action movie. Like, it's not super serious on itself, but it. I think that the patriotism we've been talking about, like, those themes, like, resonated a whole lot better in the 90s than they do now. Mm -hmm. Even right after 9-11, uh, like, uh, with the Spider-Man movies, they did a lot of reshoots, taking out the World Trade Center towers and throwing in uh, a New Yorker band together scene. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. And there were like American flags everywhere. And like, like we definitely had a, so even this movie then at that point, but now it's been 16 years and it's like, I don't, I don't know. Not like it's lost significance, but we just don't fall for we it, have, I guess. We, uh, we've been able to um, 
it. Not overcome it in our mind, but we've been able to grasp it deeper and deeper I mean, as it goes by. It's become it part on. of history now. Like yeah. it's, it's not like a fresh. It's not like a fire that happened last week that we're all still reeling from in a town. It's like something that happened Babies 15 have been years born ago. Who were not part of this? Right. Yeah. yeah. There's Life there's people on. that were in my youth group that never went through September. Like that was wow. crazy for me to even think of. Like I was like, yeah, September 11th. They're like. Yeah, I heard about that. What was it? Gosh, like, are you kidding mind. me? I was in middle school. Like, well, like, I watched this. Like, that's like, I'm like old the now. Oklahoma City bombing for us. That's true. Cause we we we, we either weren't it. enough, yeah, uh, enough in our development to remember what was going on. Like, I remember when, um, oh, someone died. It, um, maybe it was when Ronald Reagan died or something like that. It didn't have as much of an impact on me because I never really, I, A, didn't know him as president. I didn't really know him much past that. So it didn't have as much of a significance. And everyone was like in tears and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't really understand as much. They're going to be in tears, I think, when Jimmy Carter passes because there's a lot of buzz about him right now because when he became president, he gave up his peanut farm because he didn't want to have anything that could influence him. And now he builds houses for the poor. And I'm just like, Go, man. What a dude. <laughs> what, a, what a nice guy. Been in his hometown. It's pretty cool. That's cool. cool. I know when he goes on planes, he shakes like every hand on the plane before he... Go like, smile on Jimmy. Smile on Jimmy. But, uh, so, uh, to come back to the topic at hand with, uh, this, with the movie, but, like, I guess with the, the feeling of the movie, it's, it's not steeped in 90s, like... How, like, there's some movies that are just so steeped in the time period. Like, I'm noticing a lot more when I go back and I look at movies from, say, like, the early night or early millennium, like, from the 2000s to, you know, even 2008. You see the, it's, a lot of them are products of that time um, when they are, when they're not considered classics from that era. So, like, this one has 90s in it, like, with the cell phone and the fax machine and stuff like that. But it's not so steeped in it that you can't still appreciate it in uh, in the, this being our modern times. So I I I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, having not watched it in quite a few years, but having watched so much as a kid. Well, think about all those great '90s classics. Like you know, Die Hard's another good example. That one is the same way. Exactly what you just said. It's like there's a yeah. Obviously, there's a little bit Big of like hair and shoulder pads, but it's not uh, yeah, terrible. But you can still imagine that exact situation happening close to the exact same way, just in a different time period. You know, Home Alone. My, that might be a little different, but you can still imagine that happening. You know, like mm -hmm. it's possible. You you think of uh, the Mighty Ducks? That's another good one. It's like I could oh. I could still get on board with that in 2016, 2017. Like oh my gosh, everyone loves an underdog. Exactly. Yeah. So those stories that that don't like translate badly are probably gonna stick it out almost always. In in and that's good ones anyway. like especially like if we we're still talking about it nowadays, like not to the point where we're bringing up like it's not as bad as blah, you know, like The Room or Mono's Hands of Fate or something like that, you know. Uh, and we're not saying in that instance we're talking about it in a good light they, that means that they made some sort of impact in it and, and if we're talking about it in a positive light it's, it was a positive impact and I would definitely put this movie in that category you know and it's nostalgic for me and re-watching it I noticed some of the flaws but it wasn't like one where I like watched it like oh my god this movie's a lot worse than I remember it was like, yeah, there was, I had some glaring flaws that I saw as an adult and, you know, being a lot more critical with movies, but it wasn't one where I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> no, Harrison <laughs> Ford, you're better than this. Um, well, I think uh, we should go around the horn and rate this. Now, traditionally, Aaron and I each give a rating out of five, and then we combine it to for a score out of ten, what we both think of it. Since there are four guests, I think we should keep divvying it down. We should each give a score out of 2.5, and we'll add I the agree. whole thing. I agree. I agree. I like it. It's I don't be, agree, really, but I'm going to do tight. it. It's tight. You can use point fives in it since it's a 2.5 scale. Oh, you're you serious. Use... I think we were making a joke. Okay, math. math yeah, math. I'll, I'll keep track of the notes <laughs> oh here, but let's go around the horn. John, what would you give this movie out of 2.5? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> how how like, no, specific am no, I just no, 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 listen, I like this. On. This is a 1, a 2, or 2.5. Maybe a 1.5, How specific can my decimals be? Yeah, so I said you can use point five. So I'm saying you can use... Can I use point, like... Two five, it's the exact one two same. fives. 
It's the exact same thing as an out of five system. So you have 0.5, 1, okay, 1.5, so 2, 2.5, just like right, one. Here's the thing. Here, here, let's, let's make this easy. If it were a five star rating, I'd probably give it a four. So I'm going to go ahead with the two okay. on that. See, it's not that hard. We can all do math here. So, so you're giving it a two out of 2.5. Yes. So pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a 2.398. Um, so a rounding down would be two. It'd be a 2.4. Don't round down. Don't round down on me, Aaron. It's if it's less than five, you round down. That's, I remember math. No, not on a 2.5 scale. Not on a 2.5 scale. Okay. Let's see how this gets Aaron, confusing. what are you going to rate this? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, if only had three guests, we could have done out of a 3.3333 infinite scale. So what? Why didn't we just do a five and five, and then they had their own fives? Why don't we just average them? How about we all do five and then average? I mean, if you them. want to do some math, I mean, how we do it out of a hundred divided by ten? <laughs> Aaron, this what is your rating at two point five? So there's four of us. We could each do twenty-five <laughs> points and then give it a percentage rating. And then it could be like Aaron, rotten tomatoes. Right, what's the diameter of this table? <laughs> Me and John will be figuring out the quadratic equation over here. <laughs> okay. So, John is a two. Uh, you are a... I have not voted yet. Oh, okay. Um, Steven is a 2.398. Yes, 398. Okay. Aaron, what are you? I just want you to do the math. I'm doing the math. I got it. Uh, I'm going to go uh, a little lower. I'm actually going to do 1.5. Really? Uh, so better than average, but not great. Uh, if this isn't translating on an audio podcast, but I'm aghast right now. <laughs> so if I was say if I was doing it out of five, I would do a three. Okay. So so um, it's, it's average. It's an average movie. I, I, it's above average because the, there's a lot of great things. The story, um, having watched it so much as a kid, and then watching it. Like if I could do one point seven five, one point seven five. Do what you want. This is our one point seven five. Do you point two point two five or some bullshit? Two point three nine. Three nine eight. I got it. I have it written down right oh here. I rounded that up for you, by the I way. I really You're think welcome. we should not have done it this way. I think we should have done it. This is awful idea. Yeah, I love this idea. I want to see. Let's see what the score is, okay? And then we can do a real rating after that. Yes. 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 Yeah, can we do that? All right, so two from John, and then a 2.398 Got it. for Steven. Ish. Then a 1.75 for Aaron. I would say a two. I enjoyed it. it that math fun. does not add up. Which means that this movie we gave an 8.148 out of 10. <laughs> so it is a passing You know, movie. I'll be honest. As bad as that system was, and it was horrible. It was terrible. That's actually pretty consistent with what That's I would say. That's why we do it. Yeah, I would say seven it and a half to It seems stupid, but whenever we do it, we always come up to something we would have agreed upon anyway, dividing it down. So That's how I live my life. Math prevails once again. Yeah, I would say like a uh, a good seven, seven, between seven and eight, somewhere in there. So yes. But that's still a stupid system. Well, we just won't, won't have any I mean, more Did you ever guess. study mean, median, and mode in, like, seventh grade? I did. Grade? I love mean, median, and oh, mode. Okay. We're going we're gonna to recap yeah. mean and just do that next time. That'll be in our second, our, our next podcast, Air Force One Four. Join us next mode. week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to throw in my little thing. Uh, uh, let's see. Who should I do it for? Uh, we'll do it. Harrison Ford, if you're listening to this, we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah, nice. Oh my, dude, have you ever he lives seen in Harrison? Morgan. Does he really? Yeah. Dude, have you seen Harrison Ford on his interviews, like whenever he goes to a talk show? He is the most delightful guest ever. He's so cool. Yeah, I saw him on... Um, and the, the older British he gets, the one. cooler he gets, too. The, the British talk show, because it was him, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jack White, Bill and... Horton. Oh, crap, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's Jack Horton. Show, yes. Yeah, Jack Horton, or Jack Norton. Jack Norton. Norton, thank you. Um, but it was Harrison Ford, Benedict Cumberbatch, a stand-up comedian named Jack Whitehall, White, something like yes. that. And then um, uh, your beautiful James Blunt. And like at <laughs> he one, he really point, likes you, James Blunt. And at one point, James Blunt is making a comment about his song and how like his friends like took him to a concert and like had him do the thing, but then he fell and and then Jack Hall made it into a reference to Sherlock and it was perfect. Um, but then. 
at one point, Harrison Ford compliments Benedict Cumberbatch on, he's like, uh, he, he says, like, he's like, he, he was asked a question, he was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. by the way, I really love that show, uh, that, that Sherlock that you do, it's, it's amazing, and, and Benedict Cumberbatch is <laughs> like the whatever. Yeah, he's like, he's like, that's a great question, here's a quick answer. By the way, since I have the floor, and like, Benedict Cumberbatch is like, he like, just crosses like, you know, uh, almost I'm like he's saying, are you the guy that does that one show? Like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool, I guess. I, 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 like, I like that a lot, and he's like, and like, Benedict Cumberbatch is just kind of I'm trying to hide how much I'm trying not to fanboy right now because Harrison Ford just freaking said he liked me. So. <laughs> so come on this show and tell you tell us that you like us. That's what we're oh trying God. to say. Well, <laughs> or get off your plane. <laughs> get off my podcast. I love it. Get off my podcast, the Harrison Ford podcast. Ooh, new name, Get Off My Podcast. You're welcome, Harrison Ford. That was free. Well, before we make these guys get off our podcast, um, <laughs> let's do the, the plug-a-be-plug plug party. Yeah. Um, I'm pleased to report that uh, we are up on iTunes. Uh, give us, yay! Um, give us, uh, <laughs> give us at, um, time to make sure that all the kinks are worked out. Uh, in the meantime, we're always on SoundCloud. You can check us out there. We also have uh, our Facebook page, Married to the Idea. We have our Twitter, Married Number Two, The Idea, and we have our website, Married to the Idea. Um, basically, anytime you search that, you come up with us, and you can email us if you have uh, questions that'll take more than 140 characters, or uh, just any sort of comments you want to leave, and we may send them on the show. You can email us at marriagetotheideareviews at gmail.com. All the information is on our website and Facebook page, so easy peasy lemon squeezy. Um, we're also really excited uh, to announce that as of the time that this, pod this episode of the podcast comes out, Aaron and I will have been guests on Stephen's podcast, which is called Talk Blindly. Stephen, why don't you tell us about Talk Blindly? Well, first off, you're not a guest. I expect you to not be a guest on Talk Blindly. <laughs> I'm a co-host. You are that? a co-host, a permanent co-host on Talk Blindly. Aaron was a very special guest, but he made it very clear that, that he would special. never work with me ever again. After. Except for this. I like how the Except words did not come out of it's my mouth. It's been one day, and he's already broken his rule, so... <laughs> I'm irresistible. Now, Talk Blindly, <laughs> it's a podcast that's kind of um, came out of uh, a, kind of a, a trying time in my life and my spiritual journey. And so the, the, the podcast is um, basically a group of us friends. Uh, it's me and Liz and three, sometimes four other people. And uh, we just talk about faith stuff um, from a whole lot of different perspectives. Most of the, like, the permanent people on the podcast are like are have been Christians or are Christians or have thought about Christianity and you know they're, they're, they kind of lean that way but we also have guests that are more agnostic uh, we have you know, Aaron being one of those <laughs> we have uh, like a semi-permanent co-host that's kind of transitioning in that's that's walked away and come back and so we got a lot of different perspectives we try and have a lot of guests on there that kind of show us different angles um, and so we'll talk about like hot button topics we'll talk about faith topics like last week we talked about atheism and agnosticism with Aaron and that was fun because I got to make fun of Aaron a lot and it was the best. <sighs> yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. And so we just kind of like, we call it talk blindly because we kind of, we, we don't know what we're talking about and we fully admit that. We're stumbling through this just like everybody else. So if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, that's totally great. Uh, and we're not saying you have to be to listen to it. Um, but it, it is something that you can use to kind of think about it a little bit more. And that's really what we want to kind of build a community where we can have a conversation about it without getting ugly and just have fun. You know, we drink while we're podcasting and we cuss and we like, we make fun of each other. It is explicit, mind your ears. Yeah, it, it's as explicit <laughs> as this one is, you know. Yes, just, exactly. I, I dropped the F-bomb earlier, so we definitely have the throw I said next. shit yeah. once today, yeah. so that's my, that's my quota. Uh, exactly. Where, where can we <laughs> find and follow Talk Blindly? Yes, uh, so we're we're on all the social medias, so it's uh, Facebook, you can follow us, we have a page, it's uh, facebook.com slash tvpodcast. Um, on Twitter, we're at Talk Blindly. Um, we have a website, it's tvpodcast.com, and you can also email us, um, and if it, it can email us anything from questions to, uh, I want you to talk about this, to I hate your podcast and you suck and whatever, or you're doing a great job or whatever it is, we'll read your question or your review or whatever on air. Um, so you can go, that's, uh, talkblindly at gmail.com. And lastly, what I would say more than anything is you can find us on the iTunes store and, uh, and on SoundCloud, just search talk blindly. And it's pretty obvious. We're pretty much the only thing that pops up. 
Um, yeah, so we record weekly, usually on Tuesdays or Thursdays. We're live on Facebook when we do it, because we're, we're just cool like that, I guess. And uh, <laughs> so more you'll technologically usually... advanced than us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been doing it an episode or two longer. <laughs> no, I'm glad that we do it, Steve, and I enjoyed doing it with you. And doing the very first episode was what inspired us and Aaron to really kick it into gear and actually put this podcast on, because we had been talking about it for ages. But like... Okay, if Steven can do it, we can do it. We got this. Well, <laughs> that's what inspired you. I, I was a guest on a podcast called Our Humble Beer Podcast, which was a lot of fun. Shout out to those guys. So what was You've the had podcast? podcast experience. Our, our our Humble Beer Podcast. Humble Beer Podcast. I mean, is it? Yeah, it's all, it's all about beer. I get to go on and drink a bunch of beer with them and that's talk funny. about the beer and life experiences and junk, so it was a lot of fun. I have to go back on soon, actually. It's an oddly cathartic experience talking about, like, just life in general on a podcast, knowing that there may or may not be listeners. Who cares? I don't ever have to look at you in the face anyway, but, like, you get to talk this about whatever like, and just like let it vlog, out. It's like a vlog, like an updated vlog. Yeah. I love that. Vlog. Um, John, is there any place on social media you want people to harass you on? Um, I'm just really on Facebook. Um, I have a lot of projects like in the works that aren't going to really see the light of day anytime soon, but I'm working on a, a short story uh, series. Um, there is the uh, a Square Enix game um, from the makers of Kingdom Hearts. Uh, called The World Ends With You that I played years ago, and I wrote a screenplay on this back in my uh, film days. Um, but I wrote a screenplay, and I got through about a quarter of it. It was supposed to be like a four-season thing. So I wrote about one and a half seasons, and then it just kind of dropped off because I figured it was never going to become anything. So I decided to translate that into a more literary format. So I'm thinking um, once I have a couple of those... Uh, written out, I was going to start releasing one chapter a week on a web page, and once I have that, I will, I can pass that along. Yeah, um, we can throw that in our description. Yeah. And then, um, I also have another project that I was, had started to work on once and it didn't really work out, but, um, I think if we put a little more effort into it, it'll be good. Uh, for anyone who's a fan of Drunk History, I have completely stolen that idea and <laughs> invented Drunk Literature, where we have a guest get really wasted and talk about a classic literary novel. John and I have done the first episode months ago, but uh, we both flew back a couple of brewskis and talked about... All uh, of a sudden, health concerns came up. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I'm on Facebook, and uh, if you want to read my blog, I haven't touched it in almost two years, but it's uh, diaryofacollegeninja.blogspot.com. Which is a great blog, actually, yeah. believe it or not. I don't care if it's dated at all. It's like Air Force One in that it stands the test. Oh, John is a yes. great storyteller. He actually helped me uh, finish writing my book, because we sat for a year not an entire year but over a course of a year we sat in a french cafe every week for four or six hours just writing and he helped me finish my novel actually for her birthday one year i took a manuscript of her novel and wrote notes on every single page under every line of what i would change oh or what i what i liked about it and the whole thing just was just notes on, hey, this is great. Do more of this in the later chapter or question here. Can you clarify this? I don't think some viewers would get it. But that was my birthday present to Liz one year. Well, I got to quickly uh, say this. Um, the the story that you're talking about, the one based on the video game, The World Ends With You, I had uh, the wonderful chance to read the uh, entire first season, um, and uh, I don't think I got halfway. I don't think I was ever uh, allowed to get the full amount, but I, I read um, a good portion of the second season that he read, and then you and I actually had a big... I think it was like a three-hour talk one time that, about just how the story was going to progress, mm -hmm. how you saw the characters going, and um, and... I, I really am excited to see that you are picking that up again because it was a great story. Um, and, you know, we've got friends that like to hop on to IPs that have already been produced and not really do much with them. This is something that just basically takes place in this world and has, like, the same kind of concept, but it's a completely separate story. And I really, really liked that. So um, that's whenever uh, we produce this, we'll definitely get that. Uh, link from you and throw it up there. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, Steve, John, thank you so much for joining Thanks. us. Thank you. I it was think wonderful to be here. I give it like a 2.398 out of 2.5. 
I'll I don't take know, that. I don't know. I was thinking more 1.9999999998. Round it up. It's 1.9. Round it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to be two. Uh, <laughs> next week we're doing A Beautiful Mind, please. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I'm just kidding. It's Woo! not real. I just said that. I can't watch that movie again. Mm -hmm. No, we have some ideas. I'm excited for our upcoming episodes. We have the big list of like 20 plus topics to have, cover. Do we have a preview for next week or we have Oh, can yet? we get, is there a teaser? Can you give a hint that doesn't give it? Hmm. And then you can just say no, you can misinterpret the hint if you change your mind later. And give a hint for one of the things on the list. I'm not going to say that it's going to be the next one we record, but it is on the list. Coming we'll soon. Coming soon. Well, we, we know that we're going to do stuff for Halloween. Like, we're going to have some big Stay Halloween tuned episodes. September and October. Every week we're going to be doing a yeah. different Halloween movie. Ooh, uh, and I do, not, I do not like scary movies, so it's going to be very mm -hmm. exciting for me. Um... I think it's going to depend on what we kind of sit down and do, but um, I think our idea is actually something that we've not done yet, um, and we're oh, very, very excited. excited. Well, this uh, was a, what we did today was a break of form. The yeah. next one is also going to be a break of form for what we normally do. Yeah, we're trying to keep it fresh where we're not just like coming in, reviewing one movie, and that's it. You know, with this one, we are reviewing one movie, but, you know, A, it was nostalgic for me. She had never seen it before. And then plus having you guys on was um, a help. This next time, we may review two movies. Whoa. 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 Calm down there, slugger. Slow slug. I'll let you guys listen to it. I think it's going to be a little different than you're imagining in your head. I think it's going to be a little fun. That's what she said. <laughs> Also, sorry, you might edit that out. Oh boy, we had to get, had to get one of those. I did, there. sorry. Truth be told, however, you know, we've gone this long without you doing one. I'm actually proud of you. My professional... <laughs> yes! <laughs> Alright, before we get any much farther. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, th thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on everything. And uh, she's been Elizabeth. He's been Aaron. And, and we've, we've been, been married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. And also, we were here. Bye.